For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. That is Titus chapter 2, verses 3 through 6. And welcome back to another edition of Bridge Radio. We are straight out of the state of Texas. Texas. Oh, man, that is 2020. This is Bridge Radio, the first <laughs> episode of Bridge Radio 2020. Yes. Welcome back. Happy New Year's, everybody. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, that was the AW, as always. How's it going, man? How's the new year? New Year's is going great. This man just sold his house. I did. <laughs> we finally so sold his land. He is, yeah. he is moving down to the L-Town, yeah. baby, now. Now, now, so. now, now, yeah. Even though I was here, but yeah. You were here. Yeah. Now, we now you're a Laredo in. Yeah. You're so a Laredo in. That's it. So we close and we're done. Yeah. Across from me is uh, uh, the boss himself, Stephen Hartog. What's up, everybody? And to the... Oh, drum roll, please. Everybody. We have from Michigan... From Bridge Radio Espanol, Eduardo Martorano. How's it going, bro? Hello, everybody. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. And it is a pleasure to be here with you. It's been been a pleasure to have you. Right now, we just, you ate Whataburger? Yeah, Whataburger. (laughs) You ate Whataburger. We took you to Taco Palenque. Taco Palenque was great. Thank you. And uh, where where did y'all eat last night? Uh, at an Italian ma- place called M- Mia Mia Tatoria. Uh. Me, okay, okay, cool, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're trying to take him out to the uh, to the nice, you know, Laredo, you know, Texas yeah. food. But it's been, it's been a pleasure. It's been awesome having you. Yeah, it's so, um, so um, all right, yeah, guys. Um, so it's 2020. If you're new to the program, to the program, please subscribe. We have a um, hundred episodes uh, for you to, to to listen to. We've had uh, Christian authors. We love talking theology here. Everything from eschatology, soteriology, uh, all that good stuff so today uh i i i uh, I always read uh titus chapter 2 that verse at the intro just because uh uh, that that is what happens to us when we come to saving faith in Christ. There is a regeneration, a renewal, and so usually when I read that scripture, we know that it's going to be a testimonial podcast, and uh, and that's what we're going to do today. Eduardo is going to give us his testimony. We're going to talk about the state of Latin America, mm. and uh, he is our a uh, bridge radio Espanol teaching fellow, yes. so official teaching fellow. So, mm. so yeah, so it's twenty twenty guys. Uh, really excited of uh, the things that we have. Uh, upcoming and uh, guests and just uh, new things and just remember uh, please pray for a new facility uh, as we move into 2020 in a new decade uh, hopefully we see uh, we see God at work and get yeah. a new facility where, wherever that might be or however long it takes mm-hmm. and uh, so we're really excited for that and I hope everybody had a, a great Christmas and a new year uh, mm-hmm. we were off a couple of weeks and yeah. taking a break and but we're all back and getting it, getting it started again. We are, we are, we are doing the work that God has given us to do. Yes, Amen. Yes. Amen. All right, Eduardo. Yeah. Let's 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 introduce. I know a lot of people in the uh, Bridge Radio Espanol, uh, those who listen, know you. Uh, we we did a podcast up in Michigan, Steve and I, at Seventh Reform that y'all studios y'all have there. Audio yeah. was terrible. We didn't want to publish it, so now we're gonna do it right. So we're gonna do it right this time. So okay, second round. Second round. Yeah, round mm. number two. So. Um, just to start off with you, you're a student at PRTS. Yeah, I. How's that been? Yeah, I well, I I I came to uh, 
I came to Michigan four years ago to, to you know, to go to seminary. Mm-hmm. I began my, my NDIF on 2016, and I completed my NDIF last year on May. And yeah, I just began my GHM, and I hope I hope to to complete it May 2021. Okay. Yeah. And PRTS, PRTS is Puritan Reformed Theological Seminary. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's Joel Beakey is the president there. So how 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 much uh like just reading intensive is it? How, how's your experience been there at, at PRTS? Wow, it's been great. It is a really a really you know good school. I, I really love the the you know experiential. Uh, you know method that they teach mm-hmm. about on, on preaching uh, the you know all the teachers and all the professors are you know top level yeah they know? are yeah they are. and they really they are really willing to help you on you know on, on you know you know on anything you need yeah and yeah it's been really great they all the students all the staff are you know they're willing to help you on on, on everything, on anything, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and you're one of many students from Latin America, am I correct? Because when well, we went up there, we well, met a couple. Yeah, well, they don't have that that many students from Latin America. They have one from Colombia, okay, mm-hmm. one from uh, from Ecuador, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think one from Chile. Mm-hmm. But okay. but that's it. Okay. And, then yeah. you, and, and uh, Eduardo, I don't think we said where you're from. I'm from Venezuela. Okay. Yeah, I was I was born and raised in Venezuela. I think yeah, I live in Venezuela all my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so right right now you have PRTS in the state that you're in. You have uh, wife, kids, and everything. Whenever you graduate, what is? Do you have some sort of calling as of right now? Just before we jump into your testimony, we go all the way back to you know, where your journey began. Where are you at right now? Just in the sense of where do you feel like your calling is? Preach, teach. Well, I I love teaching and preaching the word of God. Okay. Either 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 from the pulpit or either in in the radio or in a Bible study. Uh, I just I just want to you know to preach the word of God to teach the word of God I I I believe that 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 what that that what people needs you know the word of God mm-hmm. be, because first for their salvation and second for their for their sanctification yeah so yeah I think my calling is that to teach and preach the word of God mm-hmm. I don't care that much about the setting okay I just want to do it yeah. mm. amen amen all right so let, let now let's go ahead and just back let's let's back up so when when did you get called to saving faith when was the moment well, how was that journey at, like leading up you're you're in Venezuela correct yeah yeah I was li- I was living actually in an island the the the, the island of Margarita okay that's that's in Venezuela mm. yeah um well my my testimony began actually with a movie really a movie yeah this is uh fireproof Really? Oh, fireproof! What's yeah. that? That's a. Those are one of those movies that my wife really loves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> never. Heard. I know no, they're why. Good. They, I know why. Yeah, they're they're good. So okay. yeah, baby, yeah. if you're listening, you you'll start laughing. Yeah. So for <laughs> so yeah, I I just watched this movie and this movie gave me to uh, ask a lot. You know a lot. You know a lot of of questions about God. Mm. Is there a God? Mm. Is what is the Bible? Is there really Jesus Christ? What is who is Jesus Christ? So I I was just asking you, you know I was just asking questions, and one day I went to the internet and I began to download a lot a lot of sermons, sermons uh, from you know from many preachers. But then one 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 of these preachers is what it. He was a Mexican preacher, Armando Alducin. It is his name. Mm. He began to explain the gospel. Mm. He began to explain how Jesus Christ died on a cross. 
he said that he was my substitute, that he took my place, that he died for my sins. And this was the first time that I heard something like that. And I, and I, and I was, and I was 30 years old. Mm. Okay. I've never heard, you know, anything like that in my whole life. Really? About mm. Jesus Christ dying for my sins, that he took my place, that I was a sinner, that that I needed salvation. And when I heard those words, I just fell on my knees. Mm. I began to pray. I didn't know how to pray, wow. but I I did my best. I began to cry. I began to to ask God for my forgiveness and. And that was, you know, a, a really crucial moment in my life. Wow. I, yeah, I, so the next day my life changed. It was, mm. it was like that. My life changed, you know, completed. I, I didn't have a Bible, so I, I, you know, I wanted to buy a Bible, you know, quick. So I bought a Bible. I began mm-hmm. to, to read the Bible. I was looking for a church to go to worship. And I had this hunger and thirsty about the Word of God, about learning and teaching, and and yeah, it's, wow, that's that yeah. is amazing. Yeah, and so you, you mentioned something right now. You never heard anything like that. No. What was what was your prior notion to just Christianity? Did you grow up in a religious environment? Was your family, mom, well, dad? My, my country, Venezuela, it, it is you know a a a, a Latin American country, okay. and they are all you know Roman Catholics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They all believe in God, but they don't really know God. Yeah. They don't. They all know that there is a Bible, but they don't read it. Mm-hmm. They know Jesus Christ, but only as someone who died on on a cross, but they don't know why. Mm-hmm. They don't know why why he died on a cross. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I knew. I I believe that there was a God, but just a God. Yeah. 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 So the sermons that you had listened to prior. You said you, you you listened to a lot of sermons, yeah. and then you came across this one yeah. gentleman who explained the gospel to you. All of the other sermons that you heard were they from a Roman Catholic perspective? Was it from a charismatic perspective? Like, what was the focus of the other sermons? Because I'm just I'm just curious as to it's just amazing to me that it was just this single guy yeah. who actually clearly shared the gospel for you. What were the other sermons? Regarding? Yeah, well, I you know I remember. Li- I remember listening sermons about about speaking in tongues, mm. Mm. but I, well, you know I didn't know what what, what, that was. <laughs> what was about. Yeah. I remember listening sermons about yeah you know the Holy Spirit and all those kind of things. But that but this sermon was the, the sermon that right you know that that did click in my heart. Uh, yeah. So Eduardo, uh, we spoke we spoke last night, and you were telling me um, how I asked you how you and your wife have met. Um, I, I really want our audience to know a little bit about that because I found that very interesting because um, I, I asked you, did you meet your wife after or before you, you know, yeah, you came both. to Saving Faith? And it both. was both. <laughs> so can you just kind of... I, I don't even know what that means. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Can, you just, can you just touch on yeah, that? Well, I, I met my wife when I was, I was 24. Mm. That was on, on 2004. And... I was an, an an unbeliever, and she was also an unbeliever. So we met and we dated for around three years. Mm. Yeah, then then she moved to she moved to Brazil, um, and we broke up. 
we, we, we weren't dating anymore. And she lived, she lived in Brazil for around, yeah, three more years. Mm. And then she was converted in Brazil as a Christian and mm. was converted in Venezuela as a Christian. So when she, when she came back to Venezuela on, in 2010, we both were believers, but she didn't believe me that that it was a believer. <laughs> <laughs> Eduardo, no way. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to convince her that I was a believer. Okay. How did that look like? <laughs> let's let's flesh that one out. Well, when when she heard me, you know, speaking about the Bible and citing verses and citing what the Bible says and who God is and what and what what Jesus Christ did for us, she was whoa. Who are you? And. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, and she fell in love with me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so she came back to Venezuela on August 2010, and we got married on May 20, uh, 2011. Okay. So l- let me let me get this right. You you around that three year gap. When did you get when did you get saved? That three year gap between when y'all broke up. Um, where was well? I was converted on. I was saved on 2010. Okay. And well, uh, she went to Brazil around 20, 2008. Okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then so that that moment you you got saved. What was you know you said you didn't have a Bible. You you got it. And then yeah, I read it. I, yeah, I I got the Bible. I remember reading the Bible until four a.m. in the morning, mm. three a.m. I was reading and reading, 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 and yeah, um, yeah, and hearing sermons. You know, listening to more sermons. I did did you have any? Any guidance as to who to listen to, or no, did you just kind of? No, no, no. I I thought I was alone. Okay, I was alone because yeah, and, and I began to go to churches. These were you know Pentecostal churches, mm-hmm. who, and and I remember that you know I was thinking, but when I was hearing you know the sermon from the from, from the preacher, and, and and I remember you you know thinking, but this is not what I read in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is this is this doesn't seem right to me. Mm. So I think that the Holy Spirit was you know leading me was was yeah. his guidance you know right. was leading me. Um, then I moved to to, to Caracas, mm. you know, with my wife, and we began going to a church. It wasn't charismatic, you know, or Pentecostal, but it was Armenian, okay, mm. an Armenian church. Yeah, and again. I I again I remember thinking this is not why I read in the Bible. Mm. I read something else because when I was converted, I I I came to the Reformed theology really quick. Really, yeah, wow. really quick. It, By just reading the Bible. Yeah, I I I remember I was <laughs> kind of happens like that. Huh? Yeah, it does. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I remember three three or four months after my conversion, I was arguing about. About this, the, 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 you know, the, you know the five solas, mm. you know the doctrine of grace, yeah. With with Christian, with I don't know, ten years more experience, more experience, yeah. or, or walking or with walk the Lord, yeah. Lord, yeah, yeah. Did you know what they were called at that time, like the like the five solas or the doctrines of grace, or were you? Yeah, just, yeah, I knew, I knew, okay. I knew, I knew. I remember listening the series of John MacArthur about okay. you know about the doctrine of grace. That was huge for me. Yeah. Johnny Mac. Yeah, Johnny Mac. <laughs> and uh, go ahead. Yeah, he was he was a great a, a, you know a great influence for me. Mm. I I remember I was I was searching for a for a Bible study, mm. and I go I went to the internet and I 
the only Spanish, you know, study Bible that was available was, you know, the Joe MacArthur's. Mm-hmm. I bought it. It was huge for me. Wow. Yeah. I think it's pretty cool that we carry a lot of John MacArthur's Spanish uh, uh, items here as well. Uh, that's that's very interesting. So, like, um, how did you discover, like, did somebody recommend you or you just, how did yeah, you Yeah, no, well, uh, searching about, about a study Bible. Okay. I, yeah, I bought the, the you, you know, the John MacArthur Story Bible. Um, then I remember I put on, on Google, John MacArthur. And when I went to the to the website and I saw more than 3,000 sermons <laughs> for free, <laughs> I, I was going crazy. <laughs> wow! <laughs> That's so crazy. That's they do awesome. have a lot of sermons there. Yeah. Man. Yeah, I remember thinking, wow, I don't have the time to listen to all of this. <laughs> that's awesome. That, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. I, I do appreciate when ministries uh, do have a lot of free content because yeah. I feel that is important. Sometimes w- lately we've been running into other ministries that want to charge you for content. And I don't know, I'm kind of iffy at times about that. But, Convicted, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the man, gospel is free. Yeah, the gospel is free. <laughs> So I, w- one of the things I remember us talking a- about up in Michigan, and I, w- I wanted you to talk a little bit about this, was you you actually took charge of a church, or you actually helped well, in, create in, one, or it, talk about that yeah, a little well, bit. Well, in my searching for a church, I was kind of you know frustrated because uh-huh. there wasn't a good church in my in my area. I I tried to to speak to the to the pastors you know of my church several times, but they didn't listen to me. Mm about you know the doctrine of grace about reformed theology but they they just won't listen to me mm-hmm. so i decided to to leave the church with two more families and we kind of you know planted a church mm. in one apartment mm. i began preaching every sunday i didn't know how to preach mm. <laughs> <laughs> just did it just i just did it so we began you know having you know a, a bible study and a worship service every Sunday. Uh-huh. Yeah, we were like, I don't know, 10 or 12 people over there. Then I met one pastor uh, like uh, around 45 minutes from from my house. Um, they were, you know, Reformed Baptist. Yeah. And I was, I was, you know, surprised to find a Reformed Baptist in my area. Wow. And they had almost the same you know the same the, the same situation as us they they were also meeting in, in an apartment hmm. and we just we just decided to you know come together yeah to come together yeah. and and we planted you know a church yeah mm. yeah, yeah. Wow. i i think that's so indicative of um just kind of the state of latin america and how much uh reform theology is needed and we kind of bunker down here a little bit and just kind of talk about that cuz yeah, when 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 we some people who are listening they might not understand like, yeah. uh, well in my area there, there's like three Presbyterian ha- uh, churches like right down the street yeah. like they're all like within a mile maybe four or five miles circumference, but in in Latin America that's that's not the case the, the Reformed Baptist Presbyterian Reformed theology is just it, not yeah, ahead, not not that present yeah so can we just go back to when you were bringing up. Uh, the doctrines of grace and all these the, these terms to those pastors, you said they wouldn't listen to you or would talk to you. Can you kind of just explain a little bit more, Eduardo, what that kind of looks like? Um, were they just brushing you off? Were they telling you that's not truth? What, what what was it 
that was uh, was being it was becoming frustrating to you because you're reading the word. And, and and I'm letting you know that I had the same uh, similar experience when I was sitting. I was sitting in a Baptist church, not a Reformed Baptist church, just a, a traditional uh, uh, independent Baptist church. And I'm reading my Bible, and I'm going through my Bible, and what I'm hearing at the pulpit at times, uh, I'm like, hold on a second, what, what's happening here? You know, and 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 then you know, I, I, <laughs> and then I started like you know uh, doing some research and came across good old rc pro <laughs> and that did it and so if you can just explain to me what was going on just so that we can if somebody out there who's listening eduardo might be experiencing the same thing and and yeah yeah well these these pastors as i as i told you before they were you know armenians mm -hmm. they believe in that you have the power to to believe you know mm -hmm. that you need to make the first step mm -hmm. and then god is going to to help you Mm -hmm. in your salvation. But I try to go to them and I try to explain to them that what the Bible teaches is that God makes all the steps. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do anything. You He, he gives you the, the faith. He gives you grace. He gives you mercy. He gives you the repentance. And you you just have to, you know, to, to, to respond to that. They just, you know, you, they wouldn't listen. They, all the All, all their theology was, you know, Armenian, mm -hmm. and it is really hard to convince these people about, you know, Reformed theology. They, mm -hmm. they think th th this is what they have lived all their lives. Mm -hmm. This is what they have taught to their, you know, to their church all mm -hmm. their, all their life. So, I, you don't, you, you only need to pray for them. Mm -hmm. You only have to. I see. I pray and and hope that that the Lord makes His work on them. And mm -hmm. yeah, and we love our Armenian brothers, right? Yeah, uh, I hope we we understand. That we have we, some really really close ones here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, we we just conversations that we've even have here when we were just presenting truth, um, because God is God, you know, and we start from the top, right? And 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 I know what that has done to my life and my wife's life and just in God's sovereignty that he is God I am not and there's nothing that I can do to um, uh, 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 anything about my, my salvation he drew himself to me I was not he looking for him drew you to him yeah he drew I'm sorry he drew him to sorry uh, yes and I was not looking for him um, and it was hilarious when I was just reading Romans and I'm like this is me I was not seeking God I was a God hater. I was running from him and and in his grace and his mercy, he was he's like that's it, Abe. Yeah, yeah so. that's right. And I just want to to just make it clear that it's not like we just sit back idly and don't do anything, mm -hmm. you know. Um there is a subjective experience on our part, although objectively it's all God working in us. Right? Yeah, right. He does the regenerating yeah. work in us through the power of the Holy Spirit. He opens our eyes mm -hmm. to see Jesus, gives us the faith to believe in yes. him. Yeah. But there is that subjective uh -huh. action on that's our right. behalf that's right. wherein we put our faith in Jesus Christ, knowing 
that it's 100% God mm -hmm. working in us. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. You know, it is still our our, our will. It is still sure. we are responding in faith. He bends our yeah. will, yeah. inclines our will. That's right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like. By the way, my my introduction. I just realized that I said Titus chapter two, but it's Titus chapter three. So my bad. But anyway, oh, yeah, just <laughs> go back <laughs> to the, the beginning. Word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's just restart. Uh, but even in that in that text, it says he saved us. Not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy. Yeah. Um, by the washing of, of regeneration, renewal of the Holy Spirit. Whom um, he poured out on yeah. us richly. And we were dead in our in our trespasses and sins. Exactly. Yeah. And so e even even kind of going going back to, to the question I asked earlier, just to kind of the state in Latin America, a heavy Roman Catholic, hairy, uh, heavily um, charismatic. Um, can you talk a little bit uh, about that and just kind of what, what you have seen now, you know, you're here in the United States. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you all know that that you know in in the Latin American, the Roman Catholics are the you know the, the predominant you know, mm -hmm. you know religion. About I don't know eighty percent, ninety percent of the people they they consider themselves as Roman Catholics. But the Reformed theology and the Reformed churches, and most of all, Reformed Baptists are really growing in some in some of these countries. Wow. We, you, you know, places like Colombia, like Chile, eh, eh, the Dominican Republic, yes. the Reformed Baptist Church is huge. Wow. wow. It's growing every day, I think. Wow. In Venezuela, not that much. Uh, it, it is a really slow process over there. Mm. We need really good seminaries and, and missionaries to go there and, yeah. and do some work mm -hmm. in you know, in many other countries. I do think God is working on all, in all these places because their form presence, is it is stronger than 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Yes, yes. So it, there is some work being done by God there. God is working. But yeah, we need more, more people. We need more pastors uh, trained in good seminaries and go to these places and... To, to, to you know to train more men yeah. mm. so let's let's talk about uh eduardo you're from venezuela yeah and there's a lot going on oh yeah yeah right now uh for our audience said uh i'm sure aware i mean it's been in the news uh for several years and you know what's been going on over there um you said that Roman Catholicism is heavy there of course we know that uh we see very charismatic um what do you think with just all the heartache, all the pain that is going on right now? I mean, there are people with no food, no water, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And everything going on. How does how does that and their belief in those uh, uh, religion affect? Because I mean, if if we really thinking about just charismatic and you know, or even prosperity gospel, that you know, if you just have faith enough, all these things are are, are going to be you know. And going through all this that's happening over there, like, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to, when I, when I say it is really bad over there, it is. Th this is no joke. People are starving. They're going hungry. Uh, this is a communist com uh, country, and it's been just absolutely abused by the leadership, a country that once was... Uh, rich, one of the most wealthiest, wealthiest, it uh, was e yeah. educated, and you still have those people there, mm -hmm. uh, living there and just completely struggling. And so, let me just get back yeah, thoughts. thoughts on that and just the the religion where people 
are experiencing all this and they're like where where is god maybe uh, if you can yeah well i i do think that god that god somehow is using this crisis mm. for example when i left the country on, in 2016 there were there was around 30 people in my church mm. right now there are over over 100 wow, wow. so yeah the churches are growing but there is also one one reality many people are leaving the country okay to other countries yeah. yeah so i think the church would have more people now if if it wasn't for that yeah if it wasn't for that i can't speak for for the charismatic churches or mm. or the or the proposed gospel churches because i don't have any any contact with them i okay. don't i don't know people that go to the churches but yeah i i do think that go, that god is working through this crisis and We we are in contact with all the Reformed Baptist churches around there. Me, my 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 wife and I, we have a, a foundation. It is called Help Help Venezuela. Hmm. You can go to the website helpvenezuela.net, where we where we receive you know the, uh, money gifts from people and and we send you know food and clothes. You know we send ar around 10 boxes every month to Venezuela with right. food, clothes. Uh, you know medicines or you know whatever they need uh, to Venezuela and we try you know to do my our best from here yeah hmm. and, and can, can what do you guys send over there yeah. food food uh, food clothes medicines okay well wow you know uh, 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 supplies for you know schools mm -hmm. and things like that Okay. So is your is your need uh, financial as far as if if somebody was inclined to help out would they would they donate financially can they send you clothing or yeah they can supplies? yeah 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 we, we, we receive donations through paypal through our, through our website okay mm -hmm. and we also receive donations you know like food or clothes or mm. shoes so it's help help venezuela.net yeah mm. okay yeah and family are is family currently right now I, I, like so what when, whenever you came to the united states did you did you kind of get the the tail end of the fall of the regime like you kind of you left and then finally it it fell and in in your family are they are they still there uh right now yeah my family my whole family is there my my, my parents you know mother father siblings oh man yeah my how are they doing my grandmother well they're they are surviving mm. they they are you're struggling like like you know all people over there mm. yeah they they have a, a, a they have a hard time finding food or Or the medicines you know they need. There are people who are in line for hours just to buy some basic food like rice or beans, and that's all they eat for the week. Wow! And you have no power for hours. You have you have power for only two hours a day. Wow! Uh, you you yeah you don't have you know you know fresh water to you know to you know to to drink yeah yeah to drink. Uh, yeah, there there are crises in every aspect of your life over wow. there. Uh, I, I think we did a podcast not too long ago. I think we were talking uh, with... Uh, Was it Joe McDermott? Um, maybe. Uh, no, maybe... Uh, um, I don't know. Well, um, I saw a uh, either it was a CNN uh, story or one of those stories that was going on, and they were interviewing this uh, a professor, a teacher, um, that um, because everything that was going on in Venezuela, uh, she had to get into prostitution. Mm. It was one of the saddest things that I saw in their interview because uh, you, 
you see the pain. She's like, I never thought that I needed to go and do this just to eat and survive so that my kids can survive. Man, it really broke my heart. To, yeah, to, you, to, can, you can hear all kinds of stories like mm -hmm. that. People doing things that they never thought they, they would have done before. And, 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 and one thing that she did say is that where is God in all this? Mm -hmm. uh, in Spanish, she, she says, ¿A dónde está Dios en todo esto? I was like, huh. And we know that God is sovereign, that things happen uh, for a reason, that there's a purpose. Uh, I mean, you, you were just saying that uh, churches, Reformed churches are just growing, and and that whatever God has planned, we know that, you know, there is a purpose in everything. We just don't yeah. know what that is, but... Yeah, he's yeah. he's sovereign and he's in, yes. he's under control, on, you know, on everything. And I think this this crisis and these these moments they are a blessing. Mm -hmm. Why? Because we learn how to depend more on God. Yes. When when you have everything in your life, when you have food, when you have water, when you have clothes, you take all these things for granted. Yeah. yeah. When when you struggle to eat, when you struggle to find food, then you need to exercise more your faith. Yeah. Yeah. You, you need to believe more on God. You need to mm -hmm. depend more on His grace. Mm -hmm. So that's that's why I tell people when I speak to, to my friends over there or, or, or my family. Mm. And the truth and the promises that he that Christ has always given us, right? Yeah. That he says, I always will. I will take care of you. I will feed you. Yeah. I will give you clothes. What that looks like in, in the terms of we think it might look like, it might not be God uh, who... Uh, I mean, what God has is, is, uh, is how he's going to feed us. He always takes care of us. I mean, I think just thinking about your family, I'm sure that they're struggling really hard, but uh, they're eating, even though it might be yeah. not a lot. Not like here. We're, we're fatties here in, in the United States. We were eating five meals a day. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I think it went from like from like two to three to five. And, and we forget about that. Man, we... We, I don't we know. have so much prosperity we, here yeah, in the United it, States. It's, it's a, when I just hear stuff like that, I, I just, um, I don't know. Sometimes I just want to, yeah, vomit just the things that <laughs> we just have here. And yet, you know. Yeah. We take for granted. Yeah. yeah. So so how did you get the opportunity to come here into the United States? You're now at PRTS. How, how did that all unfold? From Venezuela all the way to Michigan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I was looking for a place to, to study. I, but then I I met uh, a friend of mine. I, his his name is his name is William Green Dyke. Mm. He's the secretary of of the Trinitarian Bible Society. Mm -hmm. He went to Venezuela for a conference. Um, I met him. I spoke to him, and he recommended me, you know, PRTS mm. because he lives in Michigan. He lives in you know in the Rapids. And yeah, I just went to the internet I read all about uh, you know PRTS I was really uh, you know interesting about going there and I and I applied to the, the seminary I applied to the to the scholarship and I, that was like March on 20 2015 um, in November of 2015 on, on 2015 I received a letter from the seminary that I was, you know, that, that I got accepted. 
Wow. And I couldn't believe it. Wow. <laughs> I, remember, I remember telling my wife, honey, we're going to Michigan. <laughs> And she said, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, pack your bags. Pack your bags. <laughs> and yeah, and so we went to to the to the embassy for our visas. And, mm. and yeah, yeah, it was great. It was a really good experience. I think the Lord opened all all the doors for us to be here. And yeah, I just I'm just thankful. Yeah. And now you're in Laredo with with yeah. us. <laughs> yeah, that's with these guys with these guys <laughs> visiting. So. Yeah, life is full, you know, of surprises. <laughs> I I think that's a an amazing amazing story. How you're from Venezuela to Michigan, and you guys befriended Eduardo, and um, he he does our bridge Espanol, and and he came down to visit, and we'll see what the Lord has in store for him in the future. But yeah. it's amazing how just God puts the pieces together for for his kingdom so mm -hmm. absolutely god is sovereign that's right mm -hmm. how did how did steve steve yeah. how did you meet eduardo uh visiting seventh one day seventh reformed in grand rapids is a church that supports us as a ministry and so i was there one sunday just visiting and sharing about bridge and uh, uh i think one of the elders said you need to you need to meet uh, eduardo and so we just met very briefly I think you were on your way out. You had something to go to, so we just met very briefly, and uh, and uh, then another person said, "You need to get a hold of Eduardo and uh, see if you guys can work together." So a few months passed, and I emailed yeah. and uh, Eduardo asked asked Eduardo if he would be interested in doing some Spanish podcasts for us because as a ministry we've been talking about really wanted to get into doing more Spanish content. Yeah. And so I emailed Eduardo, and uh, he was all on board. I just remember you saying that your heart was really to minister in the Hispanic community. Yeah, I, yeah, I was, yeah, I was praying about that, about yeah. how how to minister the Spanish community here in the states. Yeah, how how to do that? And when you when you wrote to me that email, I was whoa, this is my answer. <laughs> <laughs> Praise God, that's awesome. Yeah, it, and we were praying the same thing yeah. to find because yeah. Steve and I and Abe, we we sat down. You know, how, how are we going to roll out this Spanish content? Who who are good candidates? And we're brainstorming, brainstorming. I think a, a major answer to prayer. I always remember going up to Steve. I go. Steve, not only did he provide someone to teach, but this guy knows audio yeah. and sound engineer, and yeah. he knows about like you know all the IT side of it. And I was like, yeah. so this guy, this guy not only could teach well and preach well, but he could just just upload everything, send it to me, and he, you're you're good. And I remember I was just like, what an answer to prayer. And I hope everyone sees just like from a thirty thousand foot view yeah. of just how God really just works everything yeah, out, he and he yeah. just leads people to mm. one. And it's it just it's absolutely incredible. And you remember we were sitting in the same room here, and we're like, hey, what are we gonna do about uh, getting more Spanish? content and we and, were running through names and yeah. stuff and there was just nothing no, that you yeah. know mm, and yeah. uh then i guess go up to, to michigan met eduardo and mm. yeah no yeah sort. we were gonna have e we were gonna have eli just read some th <laughs> some things to just get started <laughs> yeah we're, we're, we're gonna get eli <laughs> eli's our sound engineer right yeah. now so he's listening so he's we're looking at joke. us like so. we're almost at the 45 mark <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh but i i don't know the first time i met eduardo i i um I I was like, oh, th this is him because if you were to see Eduardo and you were to see me, you'd ask who speaks Spanish. Yeah, you'd be like, you would point to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, hey, how's it going? And I, and I heard I heard your accent, and then I heard you speak Spanish. I was like, wow. Yeah. So for for our people listening, Eduardo is like 
uh, blonde hair, blue eyed dude. Yeah, well, I'm, yes. I'm always, yeah, I'm always confused by by American, by a German, by <laughs> by a Russian, but what? Yeah, <laughs> but never like a Venezuelan. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah. not at all. It, it, it's it, yeah, it is hilarious. If we if we had a, a camera in here, it would be hilarious because yeah. the the guy that should speak Spanish, Spanish doesn't. Does not, does not, yeah, and the, the guy that should not speak Spanish, yeah. he does. Yeah. He, so it's hilarious. Yeah. It's so funny, yeah, I, I, yeah, but we, we've been tremendously blessed, and, yeah. and even just with Bridge, right? You're, you're the the Spanish teaching fellow here for Bridge Ministries with Bridge Espanol. I mean, what, what what you're envisioning and all this, also to you, Steve, moving forward, like with Bridge Radio, like what's expected next? What would you like to do? Um, uh, you, we are getting people listening. Yeah, and if we if we yeah if you, if you haven't already, go check out the app. And uh, download the app, Bridge the Bridge Bridge Ministries uh-huh. Bridge app, yeah. and uh, check out the the uh, Bridge Radio Bridge Espanol, and uh, listen to Eduardo. And if you have any suggestions for mm-hmm. what you would like to hear in the future, you know, let us know because uh, you're going to be doing a series on the five solas. I think is what yeah. you're thinking of. Yeah, yeah, that, that is yeah, that is the next one, the five solas. And I just want to continue teaching the Bible, preaching the Bible, and I just want you know to reach out. Millions of people with with sound teaching, sound doctrine, mm. the, for their salvation and for their sanctification, and I'm just praying to God to, for the Lord to open more doors here in Laredo and, and you know and more places and, and yeah. let's see and let's see what 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 He has for us in the future. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know that we're, we're we are definitely blessed to have you here. Uh, it's been definitely encouraging uh, having you talk to you here the last couple of days, and we, we're going to spend one more day together, uh, but. Man, like we just just seeing you here and how all this started, and again just going back to what Julio was saying, God putting all the pieces together, and just looking forward to see what, whatever happens. But thank you for what you do here yeah, thank for, for Bridge yeah. Español and for our guests who are listening around the world. If you have Spanish speaking people uh, or in your area or your church that let them know, got some good teachings, please just you know send them to Bridge uh, the radio app or go online and you'll you'll get it and. Man, it, Eduardo's really solid. It's amazing what God is doing in the sermon life. series on the church or the series that you did on yeah. the church is yeah. really good. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Yes, I had a friend who was uh, with her co-workers who were uh, who are Roman Catholic, and they were asking her uh, recently here. I think it was the uh, Lady of Guadalupe, I think, in Mexico. Mexico it, was, it was a yeah. really big day, and so there were um, there were some people going around handing out you know Lady of Guadalupe and pray to her and. And, uh, and my friend declined it, and so those conversations sparked, and uh, she was able to explain what she believed and why she believed it, uh, uh, both from a positive and negative standpoint, just on the doctrines of Mary's why, and she was able to just faithfully rebuttal it, respectfully, gently, and it was because of Bridge Radio Espanol that she mm-hmm. was able to do that. And so, uh, you know, that, that was encouraging for me. I know that's encouraging for you. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, I, I, from, from what I have seen, the, the reason why we're starting with the doctrine of the church was because mm. that's something that the Latin community needs to address is what actually is the church. Yeah. And then we're, now we're moving to, you know, you went to Roman Catholicism, address that, and then now we're moving on to the mm. five solas. So it's very foundational things that we are addressing. Yeah, you, yeah. And you had one of the brothers yesterday at Bridge that walked in and, and was saying that he listens to to you and your teaching and that has becomes very helpful for him right yeah yeah it's it all you know you know all, you know you know all of this is really you know, uh, good for me to to hear how my teaching and my preaching is is you know impacting people mm-hmm. and i think that is a a work from you know from the lord mm-hmm. um yeah i'm really happy to do it yeah 
We just we just faithful. Try to be faithful, and the Lord brings the harvest. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah. Amen. 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 All right, Eduardo. Well, we're going to go ahead and land the plane as we always uh, do. But our last question okay. is always for uh, our guest to share the gospel. Yeah. So, what what is the gospel? Do you even know it? What is it? <laughs> what is the gospel? <laughs> what is the gospel? Well, he's he's only working on his THM. Yeah. So I, I don't know if he's I don't know if he's gotten to that part yet. Yeah. Well, what is the gospel? That is uh, one of the biggest questions you can ask a, a person, right? But, well, the gospel is a good news, a good news that, that begins with, with, with a bad news. The bad news is that we, are, we all are sinners. We all need a, a, a savior. We all need forgiveness. We all need, you know, salvation. And we can't do anything to save ourselves. We are just hopeless. We are just, you know, incapable to do anything for our salvation. But the good news is that God, in His mercy, in His kindness, in His love, He sent His Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. He became a man. He died on a cross. He was our substitute. He took our place on the cross. He took my place. He took your place. He he took our place. All our sins were were cast on him and he was punished for our sins and now God can can give us you know forgiveness. Now we are free from, from our sins. And the only thing that he that he asked for us is that we must to repent from our sins from our sins. We need to live a a, a godly life as an evidence, as a proof that we are indeed, you know, forgiven. And we need to live our life worthy of this gospel. Um, um, yeah, that is the gospel. That is the greatest news that anyone can hear. And when you hear this news, when you believe it with all your heart, when you repent of all your sins, I guarantee you that God will forgive all of your sins. Amen. 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 Yeah. It's amazing how God just transformed life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he can take you thousands and thousands of miles away from one place to another and back. Oh, yeah. Plucks out a guy in the middle of Venezuela. <laughs> yeah. Sends him to Michigan and then now oh, to yeah. Laredo, right? <laughs> and now visiting in Laredo, border town. <laughs> well, that is the gospel, ladies and gentlemen. If you enjoyed this program, please subscribe. We are Bridge Radio again. Uh, this podcast is really a means to introduce. Uh, to uh, believers, non-believers, good, yeah. solid, biblical uh, books. Uh, introduce you guys to biblical uh, resources. And, uh, and yeah, sometimes we have testimonies like this on. We hope yeah. it's, it's an encouragement to you all. Yes. Everybody has a different way in which they came to saving faith. Yes. And, uh, and please subscribe, share uh, the podcast, let people know. Your mom, your daddy, cats and dogs, as I always say. Uh, but we always ask one more question before the po- program, program ends. Uh, what is your only comfort in life and in death? That I am not my own, but belong body and soul, in life and in death, to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to the uh, first episode of Bridge Radio 2020. I believe this is season three. And uh, we will see you on the next one, ladies and gentlemen. Bye-bye. Later. Hasta luego. (laughs) 